Hi, you're listening to Permission to Be Honest, a safe environment to have difficult conversations in a lighthearted way. I'm Kara, and I'm Ricky, and we're your hosts. This is a space that allows for curiosity and questioning when it comes to controversial topics. This is your Permission to Be Honest. circle back around to what we were talking about last time with exposure exposure yeah, yeah. because i know we had a, a moment where we were both kind of like well how do you get more exposure if like you don't feel welcome or right. you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. so then on my run this morning i started thinking and i'm like wait you don't have to have physical exposure to actually get exposure. Huh. Like, there are places <laughs> in this world where you aren't going to have the opportunity to be to exposed be yeah. to another culture or um, another religion, especially in America. There are places where you just, you won't. just won't come into contact with someone right. from a religion different than yours. Right. And so it occurred to me that in 2021, we have this thing called the internet. It's true. I never thought about that. <laughs> and we have social media. Yeah. And um, we have, you know, Netflix documentaries. Like, there are, we have a plethora yeah. of knowledge at our fingertips that actually you can make a conscious effort to get exposure on a mental, spiritual level, mm. even when physical exposure. Is impossible. Is impossible. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. I never thought about that. Or even if you don't feel comfortable with physical exposure. Yeah. Like, you can make a conscious effort to seek out information. Yeah. To get some kind of insight on it. To get some, yeah. People are different or how different cultures yeah. interact or what's their beliefs. And so even when you don't have firsthand knowledge. Yeah. Or you don't know someone that has firsthand knowledge. you can make the effort to follow people on social media that do have firsthand knowledge who are um, relaying their experiences. You can find documentaries. You can. That's true. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about all this. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah like it's very, it, it, much, it's, it's very <laughs> much possible to. <clears throat> yeah, to to get a look at other cultures and get information. And That's get information. what the internet is for. Yeah, get information. And to learn from people with, with firsthand knowledge. And so I was thinking, like, okay, so actually it's very possible mm-hmm. to be exposed to everything in this day and age. Probably more than you even yeah. want to be exposed to. Um, and you can make the conscious effort and you can do the work and you can learn. And then the next step is to look at what you have been taught Uh and your limiting beliefs around the subject and see where things don't line up. Yeah. Like this is what, this is what I thought. This is what I've been taught. These are my limiting beliefs, but it's not lining up with what I just heard this person say, who's actually experienced it. Right. Like it's not lining up with, um, the information that mm-hmm. I'm obtaining through my conscious effort to yeah. learn more and um, <clears throat> and then challenge those limiting beliefs and and then take it a step further and teach others yeah. in your community when you hear them say stuff you know don't quietly disagree yeah. I think that that's a big part I remember growing up um my my mom and my sister, both white, I would go out on a limb to say the two of the most um, fiercely outspoken people I know against racism. Right, exactly. Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah. yeah. Like, they were never the people that would just quietly disagree. Right. They definitely would say something if somebody said something Always. out of line. Always. Like, 
the joke was made, yeah. if if a comment was made off the cuff, like they will hunt you down and they <laughs> will have the uncomfortable conversation. Very much so, yeah. Very much so. To the point that when I was growing up, sometimes I was just like, can we just let it go? Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. I'm not offended. You shouldn't be offended. Just, yeah, like it's okay. Yeah. And they are. I mean, they are like, it's not okay. Yeah. We're going to have this conversation. Almost probably more offended than we are. Yeah. Oftentimes. Because for us, it's like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say you hear it so much, but you, you kind of expect it. Like, if somebody says something off color to me, and then I'm like, eh, yeah. kind of, this is not the first time I heard it. So, right. it doesn't, I'm able to, to just roll with it. Or, I mean, depending on the comment, but like, you're not necessarily offended because you're yeah. at a place in your life. Or I might just be like, hey, like, wow, that was, that was super offensive. That was super offensive, but whatever. It's not worth the. Okay. Actually, this brings me to my no, next point. No. What a great lead in, Rick. No. You didn't even know. No, no. <laughs> Here is my next my next point. Teaching opportunities. Yeah. Like there are so many times when, for example, a white person will say something offensive. Yeah. But they truly don't know truly what's don't know. offensive. Right. Right? But nine times out of ten a black person will go two avenues. A, not say a word and be mm-hmm. in their head, be like, well, man, that was really offensive. Mm-hmm. Or B, be very offended and go on the defensive. Like immediately feel attacked and right. attack back, right? Right. But how much more effective would it be to just have a conversation? Like, hey, you know what? That was really offensive. And let me just explain why this was offensive to me. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I know that there is a big difference between being ignorant and being racist. Mm. Right? And a lot of white people, and like I said, we talk about black and white because that's what we know the best. But this would be applicable to every situation imaginable right right even just like when you look at values like it didn't even have to be about race or image or religion or culture just like in general values you mm-hmm. know like this is like a simple like you're always going to be offended because someone hit something that was a core belief for you or a right. core value for you right and just a simple conversation yeah goes so far right mm-hmm. but to just say like oh hey that was super offensive. And I just want to take this time to explain to you why this was offensive. And then both sides are learning. Right. You know, and it gives the other side the opportunity to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was offensive. And so if you can get to a situation where a black person isn't automatically on the defensive. Right. And also, though, a white person isn't offended when a black person is trying to take this opportunity yeah, to teach them, like, you know, you, like, man. yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of times also white people will be like, well, that's clearly not what I meant. Like, why are you why are you so sensitive? Right. You know, yeah, yeah. like, I'm clearly not racist. Right. Like, why are you so sensitive? Yeah. And maybe just being more open to. Hey, just so you know, like, like for yeah. me, it's okay, but if you said it around somebody else, like, it, it could yeah, be Yeah, this issue. can be yeah. really, yeah. Mm. And just, um, also recognizing that you don't know everything, right? Right. Like, white, black, like, everyone, like, yeah. recognizing, like, oh, I, there's also such subjects that I'm ignorant on, mm. because I don't have firsthand experience. And recognizing, like, oh, yeah, I don't know everything. And that's okay as well. For example, I know with me, two groups come to mind. Um, The LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. I know that I am incredibly loving and accepting and um, create space for this community and love this community. But I also know, if I'm just being honest, I don't know a lot about this community. I don't know, um, and talk about practicing what you preach, 
I haven't done the research. Right. I was going to say, is it a situation where we also can follow people on Instagram or look it up on the internet or put put ourselves in in a position where we're exposed, even though, because that's not, I don't think we know anybody in our family who, who identifies with that. No. In our close knit circle. In our close knit circle. No. Or that we have access to. I mean, and that would be a situation where we're not exposed to that. So we don't know. We don't know. Right. Like I don't, I honestly don't know the correct terms. Like at this point, do you prefer to be known as gay, queer, right, right, lesbian? Right, right. Like, I don't know this. Also, even further, I don't know all the ways that people identify just, sexually. Yeah, There's yeah. so many. There's like, so when many. we were growing up, it was gay or straight. Right. You maybe heard about trans. Yeah, Not yeah, really, but, yeah. like, now I know there are so many ways people identify sexually that I am right. truly, completely ignorant to. Yeah. And so I could absolutely, unknowingly, inadvertently offend somebody. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. And I haven't done the research. I even have gay friends. I've never had this conversation with them. Yeah. I've never, like, why? I don't know why. I mean, I I haven't made it a priority. It's Mm. not that I'm insensitive. It's not that I don't care. Yeah. But I truly, like, just to put myself on blast, I... I haven't done this. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, like Native American community, I'm mm. not sure now. Is Native American okay, or, or do you prefer okay. Indigenous? Yeah, like yeah. And also, like just the knowledge of the history of what this community has gone through. Mm. I mean, obviously, I know that what we learned in school is not accurate. Right. I know a little bit more. Um, I know about genocide, but I have no idea to the level of atrocities. Mm-hmm. That this community has gone through. Right. Not at all. I mean, our son read, what was that, like Wind Talkers or something, that book about the Navajo. um, Sid? Trey. Trey, okay. The Navajo community that helped in World War II. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because it's always been spun as like like these heroes. And like, yes, they were very instrumental. But his book actually went into the fact that, like, they were forced. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask, they didn't ask yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, they the were forced. They were force. stripped of their culture. They were given English names. They weren't allowed to speak their language unless they needed they them need to, to speak their yeah, language yeah. Yeah. to communicate codes. Like, it was it was very, very eye-opening. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those are two. There's so many groups. But those are two right. groups that I can definitely say like I've dropped the ball on Mm -hmm. I haven't done the work I haven't um I haven't made a conscious effort absolutely have not and I can completely do better because a I don't want to offend them Mm -hmm. I don't want to be offensive in any way but b like I want to be a better advocate for them and until I know what struggles Right. They face and what they're going through on a daily basis. I can't be the the best advocate for them that I can be, or or support them, or you know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good point. I never, I never thought about that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it okay? Say, if somebody made an off color comment about someone from the lesbian gay community mm-hmm. is it okay for you as someone who's who doesn't identify with that to correct them and say hey you know actually that's offensive or because you don't because you're not part of that group do you have to be quiet or, or no i that's yeah that's a good question i think like that's... even if, if sorry if other white people like we said talk about your mom and your sister like if, like how they do if other white people are like hey like no you don't you shouldn't say that. That's offensive. And yeah. That's why. Yeah. I think that that's key, actually. Yeah. I think not only is it okay, I think it's absolutely necessary mm-hmm. um, to educate other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Because a lot of those people are never going to come into contact <laughs> with that's the true. group that they're talking about. Either they don't want to have contact mm-hmm. with that group. Um, I'm sure he has some kind of fear or yeah. associated with that or whatever. So, Or they um, 
aren't going to have the opportunity. Yeah. And I think it's a hunt, absolutely necessary to, to point out anytime someone has a limiting belief mm. around anything, um, to point that limiting belief out, but do it in a way where you're being loving and you're truly educating. You right. know, you're not judging, you're not putting the person down for having that belief, but that you truly like, hey, I, I just want to like, I want to explain something to you. Yeah. You know, I want to educate you. And another point, as I blasted myself, <laughs> you're a horrible person. Put myself out there. It's also important that when you recognize your own limiting beliefs and you recognize where you've fallen short, mm. that you do it in a loving way, and that you are okay with that. Yeah, you, you don't know, beat like up you or... don't beat yourself up or like, oh, I should have done this or whatever. Right. Like you're like, oh, okay, well. I've noticed that this is an area where I'm lacking right? and um, I want to do better. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so important for the majority community to do this, mm -hmm. but also incredibly important for minority communities because you expect other people to do this for you, but right. how mm -hmm. often are you actually willing to do this for another culture or another community. Right. For example, I know the black community. How accepting are they of the LGBTQ Yeah, I think definitely community. back in times, I don't... Not at all, not, right? Yeah. I, I think it's getting... Better. I imagine it's getting a little bit better, but I think it's just... Uh, as black people, you put so much pressure on yourself to fit in or just try to navigate sort of white world and mm -hmm. so that's like another if you're trying to build a perfect person that's another strike like i'm already black or yeah like we would say like as a black person you got to be able to speak well you got to mm -hmm. be able to handle yourself you have to represent your family in a way that's in a sense that's okay for white people respectable that, yeah, in respectable. the white world yeah, yeah. respectful yeah. yeah and so i think that that's like to some people in the black community that's another like, Another we already have enough. Have to, yeah. Why would you add this? Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's so it, it goes deeper as far as, like, people, like, as far as black men in the community. And they're saying, well, um, we already, our, our, our brothers are in jail or our fathers, like, people grew up without fathers. And now this is why they're being gay, because they grew up without fathers and stuff like that. It's like, it's like a... I don't know, like you find, you grab straws, you, you find reasons to, to, to the problem. To divert. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, you see it as a problem. Yeah. So that's, problem. that's the yeah. first problem. Like yeah. you see being gay as a problem. Yeah. And but second, the reality but, is it's probably, there were gay people. Always. always they just weren't comfortable. Just like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so now you're in a position where, uh, you're able to, to, to kind of be who you are. Yeah. And. Yeah, so I, I, yes, like I said, black people just kind of, not all black people, I would just say like some people who aren't accepted of it, view it as another hurdle to, as get, another over hurdle to get over and, and make it more difficult when right. you already have a, a difficult life. But it's like, it's so important to, especially as a minority, yeah, recognize where you're falling short. Yeah. I where, think, where you're not doing what you're asking others to do. Yeah. And even like what's going on now with the, the Asian hate crime. Yes. Right? But I think even like, not all black people. And I, I've seen, like, on social media, some people are, like, making comparisons. Like, well, they had, hadn't gone through what, what black people had to go through. Or, like, right. oh, this is just a distraction from Black, black Lives Matter. And it's like, no, like, this is another group in America that's, that's being hated on. That's, that's yeah. that. And that just because they have problems didn't take away from our problems. But No, like, the, the end goal should be yeah. hatred in general. And I think in some... Detroit, we don't have a large Asian population, but like LA, mm -hmm. I know I think there are some tensions between Asian communities and, and black, the communities. black communities. Yeah, because it's like, like you said, in Detroit, most of the the store owners and stuff are Arab. Arab, yeah. But in LA, it's, I think a lot of them are Asian. Yeah. And so there is, yeah. There is there. Which is which is sad because it it takes away from. The ultimate end game, which mm -hmm. is not to have hatred right. against anyone. Yeah. It's like 
inclusion means you include everyone. Mm. And like, I think so many people think that inclusion automatically leads to the exclusion of someone. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's not the case. Like inclusion is inclusion, right? Yeah. Like there's enough, it's back to that abundance thing. There's enough for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, There's enough for everybody. And, um, I think so much of it, it's just like, if we could just have a conversation around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really, like if you just are willing to have the uncomfortable conversations, because they're very uncomfortable. Right. Um, but I think that anytime you approach someone and the focus is on how you're different, the differences between you, mm. for example, I'm white, you're black, I'm rich, you're poor, I'm Christian, you're Muslim. Like anytime we, the first thing we look at is how we're different. Mm. That comes with this whole group of assumptions, right? Like, right. oh, you're Muslim. Now I have this whole group of assumptions attached to you. Right. And usually the conversation ends there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like if you're not willing to get down into it and just be like, oh, like, how was your day today? Right. You know, like exactly. just like yeah. a normal conversation where always through conversations, you honestly, I feel like. The things you have in common are actually so much more on the surface than the differences, right? Like, we're going to come to a common ground so much, like, quicker, Mm -hmm. I guess I would say. Like, there's going to be so much more that we have in common versus what we 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 don't, don't, actually, if you're willing to actually just have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... So often the conversation never happens because somebody says something ignorant. Yeah. And then <laughs> And the other person chooses to be offended. Right. And the conversation's over. Yeah, because like you said, like even if somebody says something ignorant, then like in my head, I'm already making an assumption that this person's racist. Yeah. But not not taking into account that, oh, they just don't they know. They just didn't know. Right. Or they've never had uh exposure to the situation or, or black people or like they just yeah like they just don't know yeah. yeah yeah i mean like i i know in my personal family you know my grandma would say stuff not um not about black people but just oh for example this is a good example like we're gonna sit indian style Right. right? Yeah. Like something that we all grew, we grew up, up saying, yeah. saying Indian style, yeah. right? Very offensive. Right. But she's never been in a situation where someone could have, edu- I mean, obviously we did educate her on that eventually, mm-hmm. but like there are places where you just didn't know that it's not okay to say that anymore. Right. And so you weren't trying to be offensive. You just, this is you just you, didn't know, yeah. right? And so um, I think just allowing space for that, like, oh, there, and, and when I say ignorant, I feel like that has such a negative connotation. Yeah, but ignorant, that's, just like you didn't know. Like you, you just were, didn't know. Yeah. 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 And like, oh, it's okay. Like, as the person offended, it's okay that they were ignorant. And as the person who did the offending, it's also okay, okay. that I was ignorant. Yeah. Like, Because in a sense, like, how, how could you, like... Until you had that interaction, you don't know that you're ignorant or that you're mm-hmm. oblivious or that you don't have the knowledge. And so, like, I think, like you said, you have to create, both have to create space yeah. where, you know, you know, we can be accepting of each other's shortcomings. Shortcomings. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So question, how, how do you address, like, like, for your grandma, like, like, that was such a generational thing. Yeah. And like, how do how do you say like, well, that's not what we say now. Like, that's yeah. not appropriate now. Yeah. To your grandma, somebody you respect, or yeah, or it's just like okay, like that's that was the way it is back then. And yeah, I think I think the key is that you have to know why it's offensive. That's okay. where you have to do the research, yeah. like. If I can explain to you, hey, this is why this is offensive to this generation or mm-hmm. this um, group of people, this culture. Right. Um, 
I think that goes so far than to just say, like, you can't say this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, but I didn't mean anything by it, so why is it wrong? So why is it wrong? Yeah. So, like, I think that that is really, like, you don't get a pass. You don't just 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 know, like, oh, well, you can't, like, you put PC. Like, oh, we can't say this now, we can't say that now, we can't say that now. I think that is where, especially the older generation, gets so turned off. Like, everybody's so PC. I can't say I can't do anything now. Yeah. But there's reasons. But there's behind reasons it. Yeah. behind it. But you have to know the reasons behind it yeah. and be able to explain that. Just I mean, say, hey, okay, like I, yeah. I and I do get that part of, especially the older generation, where it's like it gets tricky because you feel like part of stuff that was sincere to you is now offensive. It's now offensive, yeah. And it's like. But that was our history. You don't want to lose like that part too. Like I get it. Like I'm from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I am a very proud Chiefs fan. But I have been known to tomahawk chop. You guys sketchy. With yes, and so I I do get that because it's like okay, very offensive, right? But very innocent. Like but very innocent. Like yeah. nobody that is doing the tomahawk. Chop is trying to offend anyone. Like it's, it's like oh, but this is. I mean, many would say like no, we're we're trying to like um celebrate celebrate your culture. Like this is so cool and whatever. All of us are very ignorant on myself included. I don't know why it's offensive. I know it's offensive, but I don't. I haven't done the research. I haven't talked to someone to say, hey, can you explain why this is offensive? But maybe of, it's like a like a caricature of what yeah we think exactly what we think I mean like or, yeah I mean part of me I have to be completely honest and question myself have I not done that because I don't want to know because that's something that's so dear to me and I don't want to lose that huh. part you know like yeah. like if I'm fully if I'm fully educated on this and right. I 100 percent understand why it's so offensive. I won't be allowed to do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I I won't be... And, and do I not want to lose that part? Yeah, because you have some connection to it. Because that's what you did. That's what we did growing, growing up. up. Like, yeah, it was, was like such yeah. a... And then we didn't do it for so long. And when they brought it back, everyone was like, oh, it's right, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it gets the crowd going. And, and I get all that. But I'll be completely honest. Like, yeah, I'm being super insensitive. Because mm-hmm. I'm choosing to ignore... What might be offensive, or even choosing not to do the work, yeah, because I don't want that part of, I don't want that like nostalgia. That's what it is. I don't want that nostalgia taken away. Right. So like, there's me again. Like this is, (laughs) call Kara out (laughs) podcast. But so I do understand that generation of like. But this is how it was always done, and and it hits on something from their childhood, and it's nostalgic, and they're not trying to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, remember my great grandpa, Grandpa Joe? He oh, would he yeah, would yeah, always yeah. say color people. Yeah. <laughs> he would yeah. always say color people, and none of us were offended because we we got it, you yeah, know. He like was, he, was. he thought. I mean, that was a step was, up, actually, yeah, at was, some point. Like, that, that was, was nice way yeah. Back then. Back then, yeah. And so it's like, I mean, I do get to the that aspect, too, of like, I can't keep up. Yeah. You know? But I think that's because it's always been, it's changed so much because it's always been why, or the majority population setting the standards or, or, or making the terms. Right. They, it's never like they, oh, when, we're going to talk to the Native American people. Yeah. See, like, they, hey, what do you actually yeah, want to like, be called? Acceptable? What's, what's acceptable? Yeah. yeah it's like yeah, yeah. making the terms based on what they think that culture, which, what they think is least offensive to that right, culture, right. you know? And so that's why it's changing all the time because yeah. instead of going directly to the source yeah. and being like, hey. What actually do you want to be called? Then you do something and then you get a phone call from... Yeah, hey, like, hey, actually, that's not cool like, either. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's a step up. Right. You but know, Negro is better than nigger. But, but... And colored is maybe better than Negro. I don't know. Yeah. And, like... 
I actually like Negro better than color. I Do you? I think so. Oh, it sounds like that's interesting. Like when we learned about like uh, like civil rights and stuff like that when I was a kid, like Negro just sounded like prestigious. Like, ah, like Negro, like, like colored, Negro, colored like Tuskegee like, Airmen. Yeah, 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 like colored was actually colored more like, offensive. Yeah. What is the progression? I don't even know. I'm Black Studies minor. Was Negro after colored or before? I don't either. Around this, I don't know. Good question. Because yeah. <laughs> I think color came from like, when I think of color, I think of like Jim Crow and like whites only mm. and colored. And colored, yeah, yeah, true story. And Negro maybe before that, like with the, the Black Renaissance and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where you had all these black people who are doing all these things artistically, music and poetry. And yeah, I think you might have hit so on I something, Rick. I like I've always felt like a sort certain pride when I heard When you heard Negro. Negro. Oh, Negro League Baseball Museum. Yeah, Negro, Negro League. Oh. Negro spirituals, like stuff like that. I wonder like, if Negro does have its root in the roots in the black community. Like if that's what black people maybe called themselves what, yeah, at like, that time. Like, hey, like, whereas oh, white called them colored. Yeah. yeah. And black people were like, no, Negro. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Would you be offended now if someone called you Negro? I think it depends on how they... Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. It's it's like a... Like it served its purpose and it does Yeah, but it's like a... a, Almost like the N-word thing. Like, okay, like... You can't say that. Oh, right, but you... Like if another black person said it to me... Like, like Negro, like, please. We actually say that yeah. all the time. Like, Negro, please. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. But if somebody else said it, I'd be like, oh. Wait a second. Hold on, brother. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, I would... Yeah, no. That's just, yeah. I'll keep Negro. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. that within the black community. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that those are my... I wanted to circle back around. So I want to talk about another part of exposure is more related to our life now is like exposure to like different cultures because we live in Germany. Yeah. We've been in Europe since 2004. Four. I guess Israel. Israel. Technically Asia. Yeah. We've been out of overseas. We've been out of America. Yeah. Since 2004. We've met so many people from different cultures and different walks of life and oh man different countries and like it even so like even meeting americas from di- americans from different places yes. like i've never really like meet people from the south or meet people from like indiana and yeah. like uh or brian from montana montana and like, yeah that like, yeah just knowing how they how their life is the same, but how it's different and how they grew up and what they do now and stuff. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I want to talk about our experience as far as, like, exposure Overseas to... exposure, yes. Over other countries and customs and yes. culture. Let's talk about... Let's start with religion. Okay. Touchy subject. Yeah. Also one that I was never, maybe different for you because you grew up in Michigan and there is such a large Muslim population. Yeah. You had a friend that was Muslim. One of your best friends growing up yeah. is Muslim. Yeah. Um, for me, coming out of mid-America, Missouri, mm-hmm. I was never forced to question, reflect, challenge any of my religious beliefs before moving overseas. Really? I had never met, I'm trying to think, I had never met a Muslim person. No. I Jewish, yes, my doctor was Jewish. Yeah. Um, but no, I'd met very, all kinds of different sects, would you say, of Christianity. Christianity yeah. yeah, Mormon and Baptist and lutheran and pentecostal and like all kinds of different Mm. types of christians um i don't think i had ever met i definitely know i had never met a muslim definitely never a hindu um (laughs) (laughs) and i don't and and other than a few like my doctor i maybe was the only jewish person i knew Mm. didn't really i know i didn't understand the cultures and i was never 
I never had to question Jesus specifically. Right. Hmm. Never. Um, until overseas. And then we went to Israel. Also, I was very ignorant on Israel in general. Oh, me too. Yeah. I just knew it was a country. I had no idea. Of the, and I majored in political science. Yeah. And did not understand the history there mm. and the fact that it was a country before <laughs> it became Israel. Yeah. It wasn't just like some empty plot of land. Right. Like it was a country, yeah, a functioning country. I didn't understand any of that either. Before it came Israel. And even when we were in Israel, just being exposed to the Jewish culture, but also the Muslim culture. And we, you know, visited Palestine mm-hmm. and just seen firsthand. I mean, when we went into Palestine, seeing the wall, the wall yeah. that had all over it, built with American taxpayer dollars. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that big. I was like, okay, a wall. Like, I thought it was going to be like, you can see over it. Like, right. It's legit. It's like, legit like a fortress, huge, huge concrete, concrete yeah. wall that yeah. is not scalable. Like, you're not. Yeah, you're not good. No <laughs> I mean, it was really like a prison fortress. Yeah. But higher. Yeah. And that was crazy, right? Like, that's a whole culture where had we all growing up, you heard, and like, not to offend either side, mm-hmm. but in America, all growing up, you always heard Israel, 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 amazing, right? Right, right. Like Israel, the Holy Land. The Holy Land. Yeah. Everything with Israel was positive. Mm-hmm. Everything with Palestine was negative. Yeah. That's how it was always portrayed to us growing up. Yeah. And so just being able to go there and experience firsthand mm-hmm was amazing coming to Germany and experiencing our children with friends from so many different cultures and religions. I remember first grade, um, there was a girl in Trey's class that wore the hijab. Mm -hmm. And I remember Trey saying her name and I didn't, I was like, Oh, but you know, which one is that? And he was like the girl that doesn't believe in Jesus. Wow. That's how he, that's how he described her. And that was the first time that I took pause and I thought, what are we teaching our kids? Right. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Like that's not the way to describe someone of a different you know like yeah yeah, that might be true but that's not a negative that's not a negative thing thing. yeah yeah Yeah. and you know they they have religion here in germany in the school school. very young very young (laughs) from first class you learn you have religion in the school which is something that you know is taboo in america Mm -hmm. very taboo but um i remember trey coming home and one of his best friends is muslim and he came home in first grade and he asked us, like, are you trying to tell me that Yusuf's not going to heaven because he yeah. doesn't believe in Jesus? Right. And that being really the first time where I was forced to question what I right. had been raised on. Right. You know, because it's so easy when you're not exposed to other cultures or mm. religions to just be like, well, yeah, this is the way it is. Of course, this is the way it is. Right. You have to believe in Jesus to go to heaven. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we've been taught our whole life. That's right? what we've been taught our whole life. Yeah. And, and actually we were taught, you're not allowed to question that. Right. Exactly. Questioning that in and of itself is a sin. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it was like, well, I'm not going to question that. And also I've never met anyone that would force me to question that. Yeah. So, this is the way it is. And that was the first time where, you know, I looked at Trey and I was like, absolutely not. Right. Of course. Of course, yeah. of course he's going to heaven. But then what does that mean? That means that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. Right. Right. And so like me having to like sit down and really sit with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, like, Once you are exposed to something and you learn something different, then you have to take that time to reflect on like, wait, what does this mean then about what I've been 
told. Let me tell what you yeah, yeah, what limiting beliefs or what what ancestral wombs I've inherited or or whatever the thing is. Right. Like taking the time to actually sit with that with myself and ask myself, like, well, do I believe that Yusuf isn't going to heaven because he doesn't believe in Jesus? Well, no, of course I don't because I know Yusuf and right. I love Yusuf and yeah. he's an amazing little guy and his yeah. family you know his is family? amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, wait, but they've been taught what they believe from the time they're, they were born as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Christianity is big on converting, 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 yeah, converting. Yeah. You got to convert all these people. And I was like, but wait, they believe just as vehemently in their beliefs believe, as, we do. as we do in ours. Right. And so, so who's right? So who's right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I? Why, yeah. What makes me right? What makes what? me right? You know, mm-hmm. because mine's Western. Right. Like, what makes me right? And so really sitting with myself and being like, oh, wait. So actually, I don't, I no longer believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. And actually, that belief was very fear-based because I wasn't even allowed to question. Yeah. You just know that's the way it is. That's how it's going to happen. Yeah. And And you don't question. And I'm not going to question because then that might have implications (laughs) (laughs) that I don't want. It's so true. It's crazy. (laughs) So it's also fear-based. And then real, like really realizing like, Oh, I'm implementing that fear into my kids. Yeah. Like actually I'm I'm un, unwittingly like didn't even realize, realize yeah, that, that I was yeah, implementing that same fear nah. into my children. Yeah. Right? It was so it was so eye-opening like, oh no, of course you stuff is going to happen. Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, wait. What does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've been told Everybody, is a lie. Right? Lies. But kind of. Well, yeah. I just think it made me think about, like, how we were talking about, like, before it was okay for the older generations to say certain words. And it makes me think about religion. Like, okay, like, at some point in the Christian religion, you had to put going to heaven in that way to convert people, to make them, like... Yeah. Maybe I don't know if they were acting up, and it's like, hey, like, you have to do this way. This is the way to go to heaven. It's a way to control, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, like, if you don't do this, then you don't do this or whatever. So you have to stop whatever behavior that we don't like. But that, for whatever reason, like, but that, that kind of mindset doesn't serve the people now or, I mean, yeah. it's, it's completely outdated, but it doesn't serve even Christians or religion or people in the world now because the world is so diverse. Yeah. There's no... Yeah. There's not only Arab people live in this area and yeah, you know, certain people in certain areas. Yeah, the globalization of yeah. everything. So like, it's such a, I don't know, it's no longer serving yeah. us. So so outdated. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think the big thing we said about exposure or lack of thereof is it creates fear. It creates and fear. It creates fear, and it's it it's perpetuated by fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that is. The biggest thing. I mean, even when, okay, when <laughs> when you came out of college mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, I'm going to go overseas to play, right? Like, oh, you, <laughs> you get drafted and, but it, you're like, okay, but ultimately I'm going to go overseas to play, yeah. right? My family, your family, family, all of us said, oh, we don't care where you go, just don't go to Israel. Yeah. Like, that was the one place no, that was place. like, just don't end up in Israel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But for me, it was different because I had kind of, I knew people played in Israel. So I was right. like, oh, it can't be that bad. Like, it's, right. I, I didn't know how people like felt about it, but I also knew like, okay, my biggest fear was telling everybody, okay, like, Guess what? this is my option. <laughs> like, my best option is to go to Israel and play in Jerusalem. And at that time, they was like having all the suicide bombs and stuff uh-huh, like that. And uh-huh. so like, our families were very, very, very scared, much, yeah. very scared. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I love spirit and I love the universe because yeah. of course that is the one place it's like, okay. that you yeah. ended up going because it's the one place all of us were like anywhere but Israel. Right. And I remember like, I, when I flew over, it was, it was okay. But I remember you having to fly over by yourself. Yeah. First and time that, ever overseas. That was a. Uh, 
And it was a whole ordeal. That was like the overnight. You had to stay somewhere overnight. and Yeah. It was. It was a whole ordeal, too, because you didn't oh, yeah, like give you, me your you address. You didn't have any information. <laughs> yeah. But, like, normally, like, okay, like, I had never. Normally, when you fly, like, you. It's not a big deal. You big don't deal. need the specifics. But the security in Israel Holy moly. is a whole other level, and we had no idea. We had no idea. And for me, when I got there, somebody was waiting. Everyone took care of you. Yeah. Like, so, they knew you were coming. So I just assumed that the same thing would be... Yeah, so he just tells me the name of his hotel. I was staying in a hotel, so I'm like... He didn't even have, like... Yeah, he just tells me the name of his hotel. So here I am, naive, fresh Kara. <laughs> like, I get to Israel, and I go through customs. And they're like, where are you staying? And I'm like, oh, I don't even remember, like, the Holiday Inn in Jerusalem. Yeah, and they're like, like yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have an address? Right. Do you have a phone number? Do yeah. you have, like, you have to have, like, have very specific nothing, yeah. information, yeah. Um, all of which I did not have. Mm-hmm. And so they're on the phone, and they're calling, and then I think they let me go but i had like a big stamp that was like you have to be out of our country within seven days like something like yeah crazy like that so but because of the time at that time like there was there were a lot of incidences where young women were they getting like were like even like bombs were bombs were strapped onto them like i don't even remember but there was a reason they were given a a package from somebody they didn't know they didn't know and that was the whole don't take anything from... Yeah. Like, did you practice yourself? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they had a lot of incidents with that. Again, there was a reason behind it. There was it. a reason. We didn't <laughs> we know. We just didn't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then when we got to Israel... It was. Oh, my God. The most amazing country. The most amazing yeah. experience. It was... Almost indescribable. And for me, I had never really seen an Israeli before. So I was thinking... Yeah. Jewish in my head, I'm thinking, okay. Jewish looks way different in America yeah. than it does in Israel. So I'm thinking of the Jewish people that I know from America, yeah. and I get to Israel. Even like the dude that picked me up, uh, Morris, like he, super Israeli, like super. I would think he was Arab, so I thought, okay, they all are Arab. Yeah. I mean, that's the kicker. So like, I'm thinking, okay, this dude is like the driver or something. Like he's yeah. not associated with the team at all. Yeah. And, like he's the team manager and. Yeah. He runs a team and stuff, so it was like, man, and then you just see everybody, and it's like, man, this is this is not what I had in my This head. is not at all what we thought, and I think especially for Americans, because in America, everything is based on image, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you have differences with someone, most of the time, it's because you look different. Right. In Israel, everyone looks the same. Everyone looks the same. Like, you couldn't... You cannot pick you couldn't out... Tell. Yeah. I'm sure, like, with language and accent and, and culture, like, I'm, they can obviously tell, right. but as an outsider, yeah. I could not tell you who was Jewish and who was Muslim right. and who was Christian, because there are a lot of Christians living right. there as exactly. well. I... No way of knowing. Yeah. Could not tell you. Couldn't. Which is something that's so foreign to Americans. Right. Because it's all about image. It's all about image and all you'd be able to say, like, this person's from this or yeah. this place. Or... Yeah, but yeah. Like, Americans, we like to be able to put people in boxes when we first lay eyes on them. Right. Right? Like, you're obviously gay, and you're black, yeah. and you're um, Hispanic. That gets tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because... There are so many black Hispanics, yeah. right? And white Hispanics. And like, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother yeah. thing. But Americans try really hard to fit people in boxes because I would say, as a culture, Americans are very fear based. Right. And so it's like your mind, like your mind's only job is to keep you alive. Yeah. Right? Right. And we're a very much mind driven society. In America, as opposed to spirit, like, you know, people right. don't want to hear, well, because that just feels right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing this because that's what my intuition told me. Like, yeah. as a whole, people are like, oh, yeah, okay, where's the evidence? Right. You know, like, we want facts. We want evidence. Yeah. It's very much our culture. And so your mind's job is to keep you alive. And so your mind immediately, when you see someone, you're deciding, is this box. person a threat right. or not? Even, like, when I get, like, where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Oh. Yeah. Like, people already put you in a box now. I'm probably the least 
Detroit person you've ever met in your life. Like, <laughs> so true. So it's like it almost gives you like a certain level of yeah, street cred. Yeah, without people knowing me, I get this level of street cred. It's like, oh, okay, I'm from Detroit. That'll that'll buy me some time to actually buy start me. talking to me. <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs> so so true. Like, just, but please. it is. It's. I mean, it's what we do. We try to and 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 like understandably so. We also have to have compassion for ourselves that we do that. Yeah. Because, like, oh, your sweet mind is just trying to keep you alive. I get that. Right. I was um, just thinking about myself, like, even, like, before meeting, like, before I met uh, Charles Gaines, he was from Texas. Like, if somebody would have told me they were from the South, I'd have been like, oh, he might be racist. Like, yeah, a white person. a white person. Yeah. Yeah, you would automatically assume. Like, oh, okay, this person is, like, Alabama, whatever, Mississippi, I would have. You would have steered clear. I would yeah. I would have already had, like, a preconceived notion. And then. Which, as I was saying earlier, would have stopped the conversation right there. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, unless something forced you. I would have 100% you, been guarded already. Like, yeah. Okay, like, or you would have just avoided. Yeah. Unless you were forced because they were your teammate or, like, you actually had to talk to them. Right. There's so many times where the conversation stops before it ever begins. Mm. Because once I find out one piece of information about you, I'm like, I have all these assumptions. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, your mind is trying to keep you alive and you see someone and you're automatically deciding, like, what boxes am I fit- fitting them in? And mm-hmm. certain boxes are safe boxes and certain boxes are danger right. boxes. Yeah. And unless you... Make a conscious effort to deconstruct the danger boxes. You never realize, like, oh, this person isn't actually a threat. Right. You know, black people aren't actually a threat. Yeah. Or Muslims aren't all terrorists. Or, you know what I mean? Right, right. That's a a big one in America. That's a huge one. Or, like, (laughs) actually, you know... The um, Sikhs. Mm-hmm. Sikhs are not Muslims. Like that yeah. is like <laughs> Sikhs are the see, ones you know yeah, that you like what, what people whatever. would call towel heads, yeah. which is so offensive. But not even Muslim. Right. But you just you just yeah, like yeah. you just assume or you know, you go off of what you've heard on the news, which is always negative because that's what sells, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no positive. If there is something positive on the news, it's very small. Very small at the end of the... Yeah, like, okay, oh, hey, by the way, here's yeah, a cute yeah, puppy yeah. or something. You know, like, yeah. it's, like, all we're fed in America is negativity, 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 fear, 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 fear. Right. Way too much information. And yeah. we we make that our story. You know, you hear about some random child that was kidnapped from here, and you automatically assume that your kids are going to be kidnapped. Right, yeah. Like, oh, I got to keep my kids inside. I got to do this and this yeah. and that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's all well, fear. That's why I asked you a question a couple of days ago. I don't know why. I was listening to a Jack Johnson song, and it was like, like, because we always talk about, like, the news, compare the news in Detroit and the news in Kansas City. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's not even news in Detroit. But and then I'm like, but why? Why is a robbery that happened at a gas station on such and such street in Detroit. Why is that news unless the the whatever the person, the robber, is still on the loose. It's still at large and you're trying, and you're trying to, to find out yeah. this is what this person looks like, we're looking for yeah. him. But if if everything was handled Why are we even why is telling that, people? Why about is that it? news? Like why do yeah. you need to know? Like why not why do you need to know, but why is that like on the news? Why is that a story? Yeah. And I don't, I don't get it. Because it's going to play on people's yeah. fears. And now people are going to be like, oh, we can't go here. Yeah, oh, I'm not going to that gas station. Yeah. Or. When the reality is it could happen at any gas station. Yeah, it could happen at any gas station. And not, not to say that it doesn't happen. That's not important. But why is it. Just why is it on the news? And I think it's to, to put fear in people. Especially okay. about a certain community. Like, it's okay to say that about Detroit because that's what people already assume about Detroit. That this so is... So true. You're gonna get carjacked. You're gonna get carjacked. Mm-hmm. You go. You can't go to the gas station mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And so now it's... If I'm not from Detroit, I'm like, oh man, like, it's... 
it's after eight. I'm not stopping the gas station. I'm gonna wait till I get to the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So it doesn't really. It is. It's all fear. Oh, another thing to put me on blast. Yeah. I know, right? This is a rough podcast. This is a rough podcast for me. Um, Chinese community. Yeah. I had, and now this is like after I was very traveled, very exposed. I would have thought like, oh, I'm so liberal and I'm so open and I know all these other cultures and I've educated myself and, you know, I'm very you know, cultured, Mm -hmm. experienced, traveled person. I definitely had a view of Chinese um, culture that was very limited, and I didn't even realize it. Mm. And um, I started teaching at a company where I teach kids English in China. Mm. So the kids are actually in China. These are Chinese families, and I teach them English over the Internet. First time I've ever been exposed to the Chinese culture actually living in China. Right. Any person I had met before was a very limited mm-hmm. interaction and they were in America. Yeah. Or they were in Europe. Right. Like they were out of their So this is the very first time I have had extensive exposure to a culture, to Chinese culture actually in China. And it completely blew all stereotypes right. that I had yeah. out of the water. I mean, I thought, you know, oh, Chinese kids are very structured. <laughs> like, they they would never fall out of line. Like, yeah. they're not, they aren't free to express themselves. Like, it's a very strict culture. The parents are very strict and right. completely wrong. Yeah. It turns out kids are kids everywhere. Kids are. They're the same yeah. everywhere, right? Yeah. And these kids are losing it just like my kids. They're mm-hmm. throwing fits. They don't feel like being in class. They're yeah. telling their parents off. They're telling their grandmas off. They're, mm-hmm. Their parents are so loving, so doting. Yeah, I think we always had that view that they were harsh and harsh cold. Harsh and, and cold. And, and, yeah. yeah, and no, like they're... They're laughing. They have great senses of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the parents are even, I would say, way more doting than American parents. Like, feeding them way past we would right, feed yeah, our we'll own say, oh, kids. Or, yeah, them, yeah, like, very, I mean, it just, it's safe to say that I didn't even realize I had those limiting beliefs around that culture. Mm. I had only been fed what our government or even had like, told us or like, like in sitcoms or movies yeah, yeah like yeah. I'd, I'd only seen all the stereotypes and they were always portrayed a similar way in all of these movies and all of these you know like and I hadn't done the research right. yeah. <laughs> to question that or to see if that was actually true and what's really sad about that is that as an American that's lived overseas for 17 years I never want someone to judge me based on my government. Right. Never. I'm yeah. always like, please. I mean, think of the big deal when Trump was. <laughs> oh my even when he wanted goodness! Yes, like, like, please don't judge me based yeah, on my government. Like we you know, ourselves. like <laughs> constantly. Like, it was the first time where I was like, Ugh. like I'm American, but I'm not proud to be right, American yeah, right yeah. now. And like, please don't judge me based on that, or or even our history. Please don't judge me based on American history. Right. Like, yeah. All of that stuff, but here I was. Judging. Judging based on a government. Mm-hmm. You know, my entire view of China was based on the Chinese government or what I had seen in movies. Yeah. I mean, I remember, where were we? We were somewhere walking with Trey and we, he had just watched Karate Kid. Yes. And we walked, <laughs> we walked past an Asian kid. And he, we were in Dusseldorf. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And he walked past an Asian kid and he was. What did he say? He was like nervous. Or? He was nervous. He was like, he's gonna beat me up or yeah. something like this. Like he was super young. I want to say like four or five or something. Because one of the kids, one of the bullies in the karate in the karate movie, movie was yeah. He beat up was Jayden. Asian. Yeah, he beat up Jane Smith. Yeah. yeah, we just watched the new karate yeah. kid. I forgot about that. I was like, oh man. That's a perfect example though. Like his yeah. entire view of the Asian community was built off of this one this movie. one movie. <laughs> and when he saw this little Asian kid... And that was, like, Who one was also German, just, yeah. like, you know, like... Yeah. that. Yeah, he thought, like, oh, he's going to beat me up. Yeah. That's 
But that is so true. That's exactly what we do. Right. I mean, like, that sounds absurd, but the reality is that's what we do all the time. Yeah. Without even realizing it. And it is, it's all fear-based, based off of one experience or what we've been told or mm-hmm. what, you know, ancestral wounds we inherited. And um, the best way to combat fear is exposure. Exposure, yeah. Yeah. Like knowledge, knowledge, exposure, conversations. Conversations is a big one. It's a big one. Like, let's just talk about it. And, and, and then even when a stereotype maybe even proves to be true. Now you know why, though. Right. Like, now you understand the reason behind that. Like, oh, that's why, for example, black guys are scared of dogs. Like, that's a very (laughs) big stereotype, right? Right. (laughs) But you got so many loose, random... Random dogs or police dogs. Or, or, like, like there's a reason behind it. Yeah, there's a history. There's a history there. Yeah. And so even if a stereotype does actually proved to be somewhat true Maybe. now you can have an understanding and compassion for it like oh okay but now i understand why now i understand why yeah 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 huh yeah what do you think anything else anything else no we're talking about our family and yeah i think that's it I think that's it yeah yeah so closure and now we clearly have work to do <laughs> We, I'm, I'm woke. I know. Woke. I know everything. Um, you work for yourself, lady. I do. I, I'm always a work in, in progress. It's, yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. It's funny, like, as athlete, you say, like, don't, don't settle. Don't get satisfied. Always continue to work on yourself. No matter how old you get, no matter how successful you get. And that's what the most successful people say. Well, I keep working on my game. I keep fine tuning things. but. That's also how you should approach your life. Life, right? Yeah, Yeah, like as a human. Okay, I don't know everything. Or even when I think I do know, usually when you think you know everything, you get humbled or you... You're so true. Or you you come across a situation like, man, like I didn't, I don't know as much as I thought. As I thought I did, yeah. Yeah. And so as I'm sitting here asking, you know, the majority community, (laughs) asking white people, hey, you need to learn about us. You need to, like, you know, I'm doing all this. And then I'm like, oh. Uh, hello pot I'm kettle <laughs> <laughs> there but, are definitely... but I think even that though like in a sense it's okay if you don't know about a certain situation you don't know what's offensive mm-hmm. or you don't if you hadn't been in the exposed to certain things it's okay to, to look at yourself and acknowledge okay like I didn't know that or yeah, like, totally. I had such a limiting belief about a certain situation like it's okay like you don't have to beat yourself up yeah, call yourself out. Yeah. Look how many times I called myself out in this, yeah. and I'm still breathing. Right. It's right? A, it's okay. It's There's okay. No, I think I would say, speaking as a black person, like if, if a white person was like, oh, I didn't know that about myself. I respect them more Absolutely. than them being offended and, and still keeping those same beliefs or... And just saying, okay, that's just one person's opinion. Or like, or like, you're just looking to be a yeah, you're just looking, or, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you being so sensitive? Right. You know, like being humble enough to just acknowledge, like, oh yeah, hey, I don't know everything. Even if that wasn't I your don't attention. have all the answers, or oh man, I really got that wrong. Yeah, like, you know, my bad. Like that wasn't, believe me, that wasn't my intention at all. Yeah. But you know, I can, I understand and and explain to me. And then when a white person says, like, hey, explain to me why that's offensive. You got to be able to explain it, you know? So, like, also do your research. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, this is why this is offensive. And and don't just uh, automatically go on the defense, you know? Like, I think so often if you can just take a deep breath and be like, okay, hey. Even if the person was trying to be offensive. Right, yeah. Like, hey. That's super offensive, and this is why that hurt me. Mm. I mean, I know that's like a super vulnerable <laughs> Kara answer. <laughs> I actually got in some big black dude like, yeah, hey, like, hey, excuse me, sir, this is why that offended me. I'm sorry. That's really hurtful you when you do that. To the car. Hey, but guess what? Like, 
Talk about giving someone a um, an experience they weren't expecting. Yeah. Like, you're going to change that person's life. Right. Because they're expecting you to get pissed and, and fire back at them. Yeah. And you, you meet that with love. Yeah. That's always way more powerful. There's nothing more powerful than that. Yeah. I will say that I think, I think I'm always optimistic. I think that there is a shift in... The society or mm-hmm. on the planet as humans i i do think there's more people trying to meet people agree where they are and kind of kind of trying to trying to make a better world and kind of erase some of the past traumas and things that we have now but i think it's all we see on the news or social media is the the negative interaction and we don't yeah. see enough of the positive and the positive yeah yeah, yeah. Because it's easier to focus on the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Thanks for good. Yeah. Go go work on yourself. Go work on myself. (laughs) Go um, educate myself. Until next time. All right. Thank you for listening to Permission to Be Honest. We hope you liked this episode. If you have questions you want answered, topics you want to be discussed, or if you wish to be a guest on our show, then please email us at permission to be honest at gmail.com. That is permission to be honest at gmail.com. And if you like our show, please tell a friend and leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you again very soon.